Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. Good morning. If you'd turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12, and that's where we'll be looking at today. Um, As I mentioned, Jesus here is dealing with some uh, Pharisees, the religious leaders who were criticizing him because he had done good on the Sabbath. Um, So I want to step back as we kind of look at this text and think about um, what is the Sabbath. The Sabbath was created by God as uh, a, a day of rest. For his people, um, it, we find it in the Ten Commandments. Often, we think of the Ten Commandments as that moral law that that tells us about God's uh, law, His nature revealed to us uh, to tell us what is good and what is evil. And so much of the Ten Commandments we have in common with the rest of society. We we say, "Thou shalt not murder," and the rest of society, whether you're a believer or not, can usually agree, you shall not murder. They, we say, you shall not lie. And the rest of society may, mainly can agree with that. Now we say, thou shalt not commit adultery, and people will, will argue and quibble with that, but when it comes to the person who's being cheated on, they'll, they'll point to that. And, and we look at the Ten Commandments and we, we see this as God's moral law for all people. And yet we come to the, the commandment of the Sabbath and, and it seems a little bit different. In the ancient world, in the Roman world, uh, there was no weekend. People worked seven days a week. There was no time for rest. But God established in the Ten Commandments and actually in creation itself the Sabbath day that we would rest. We'll go ahead and look at the ten, at that commandment. Um, if you want to look there, I'm, gonna, I'm only going to be there briefly, but De- Deuteronomy chapter 5, um, beginning in verse 12, says, Observe the Sabbath day and keep it, to keep it holy. As the Lord your God commanded you, six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You sh- on it you shall do. You shall not do any work, you or your sons or your daughters or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your ox or your donkey or any livestock or the sojourner who's within your gates, that you may uh, that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. This is from Deuteronomy chapter 5. And here, the points that I I think we should get out of this, first of all, the Sabbath is not just the the the, uh, the command here to observe the Sabbath is not just a command to rest on the seventh day, but it's also a command to work for six. It's a command that we should be productive with our labors to work hard. 
And to look forward to that weekend. To look forward to that rest. Um, Also, I think even greater than that, it's very important here that this text points out it's not just that individuals that this is directed to are to rest, but it is also directed to employers. It says, neither shall your manservant or your maidservant. So employers, godly employers, should make time for rest for their employees. They should not keep them working constantly and drive them to the bone. Okay? But employers, as a part of of the Ten Commandments, as a part of the moral law, it is unjust for employers not to give their employees time to rest. I'm starting to sound like I'm from a union or something. (laughs) I thought I'd get a laugh out of that. I was thinking. Okay. The other thing I want to see in this text is in Deuteronomy chapter 5, this is rooted in redemption. It says, you shall remember you were a slave in the land of Egypt. The Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. The the Sabbath day should remind us that we're saved. That God has redeemed us. That He's pulled us out and made us separate. That we used to be slaves to sin and ourselves. To, for, the, for the Israelites, they were slaves in Egypt. But for us, we were slaves to sin and God has redeemed us. And so we should find our rest in Him. But we look to Exodus chapter 20 and the other place where the Ten Commandments are listed. I'm going to get to our text, our main text, but this is all kind of just kind of preparing us for that. Exodus chapter 20, beginning in verse 8, it tells us, um, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a, is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall, do, you shall not do any work, you or your son, or your daughter, your male servant, or your female servant, or your livestock, or your sojourners within your gate. Here's where it's different. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, uh, and, the, and all that is in them, and He rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath and made it holy. So we saw in Deuteronomy chapter 5, the Sabbath is rooted in, it's grounded in, redemption. And from Exodus chapter 20, we also see that the Sabbath day is rooted and grounded in creation. If we just had Exodus chapter, or not Exodus, we just had uh, Deuteronomy chapter 5, we can say, well, the Sabbath is just for believers. But Deuteronomy, I'm sorry, Exodus chapter 20 tells us it's rooted in creation as well. It's for all people, the Sabbath is. It's for all people, not just believers. So that's a little bit of where we're coming from before we come to this. Let's go ahead and look at our text beginning in verse 
1 of chapter 12 of Matthew. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, and they began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath. He said to them, Have you not, heard, not, have you not read what David did when he was hungry and those who were with him? And he entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests. Or have you not read the, in the law how the Sabbath, how on the Sabbath the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are guiltless? I tell you, something greater than, this, than the temple is here. And if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. He went on from there and entered their synagogue. And a man was there with a withered hand. And they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? So that they might accuse him. He said to them, Which one of you who has a sheep, if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more value is a man than the sheep? It is lawful to is it lawful? Sorry. So it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And the man stretched it out, and it was restored, healthy like the other. But the Pharisee went out and conspired against him how to destroy him. Jesus, aware of this, withdrew from there, and many followed him. And he healed them all and ordered them not to make him known. This was to fulfill what, the, what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Behold, my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved with whom my soul is well pleased, I will put my spirit upon him and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel or cry aloud, nor will it, anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not quench until he brings justice to victory. And in his name the Gentiles will hope. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that Jesus is our rest. It is not the labor of our hands that can fulfill the law, your law's demands. But we can come to you for rest. You invite us to put your yoke upon us because your yoke is easy and your labor is light. You call us, anyone who is thirsty, to come unto you and you will give us rest. Father, we, we, we long for the fulfillment of that rest. And we enjoy, even today, the sense that we can rest in knowing that our sins are forgiven. And we stand before You and we can confidently, boldly come before You in Your presence because our sins have been paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. Father, give me 
grace and strength as I preach today. Give us ears to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to look at these sections one at a time. The first one, uh, Jesus is criticized for picking grain on the Sabbath. It says, at that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath and His disciples were hungry. They began to pick heads of grain to eat. This, this was not, They were not stealing the grain. This is not what was wrong. That's not what they were being criticized about. The law in its provisions uh, actually says to the people that they're not to um, harvest their fields all the way up to the edges, but instead they were to leave some standing for the poor. And so um, that's what part of the grain was intended for. It was okay to walk past and grab a head of grain off, rub it a little bit like this, and maybe you've done this before, grabbed a head of wheat or something and rubbed it in your hands until the, the grains came out and just nibbled on those pieces of wheat. This is what the disciples had done. When the Pharisees saw it, they said, look what your disciples are doing. They're doing what's not lawful on the Sabbath. Their criticism is not what they're doing, that they're, that they're taking this wheat or grain out of the fields, but no, they're criticizing them because they're breaking the Sabbath. That seems kind of strange to us. The Sabbath, uh, as we read about it in Exodus and in Deuteronomy, it's, it's not to do any work. And we would think what the disciples were doing there, what, how was that work? They were just kind of there and they picked up a piece and they... they... But you see the... the the people, the religious leaders in that day, the rabbis and the Pharisees, they, they had come up with all kinds of rules about what constituted work. So just to take a, a piece of that grain and to rub it in your hands in order to, to get it, that was harvesting. And so you were working. They had all kinds of different rules like that. One of the most absurd that I, I can think of that I've, I've learned is a, a tailor a Jewish tailor on the Sabbath, was not allowed to take a pin and keep it in his garment just to keep it there. Because if he got to moving along, it might actually go a little bit through there. And he was sewing, and that's his occupation, so uh, he would be working if that happened. There were rules about how far you could travel on a Sabbath day. There was, uh, they called it a Sabbath day's journey. There was only so far, and if you traveled any further than that, then you were breaking the Sabbath. They had all these rules upon rules upon rules that were, that were regulations that the, the religious leaders had come up to kind of give, uh, give more and more idea of what it meant to keep the Sabbath. And Jesus strikes at the heart of that and says they've totally misunderstood what he was talking about. They've totally misunderstood what the Sabbath was all about. Jesus here, he, he points them to the Scriptures. He says, have you not read? Well, that's kind of funny. It's kind of ironic. These are the Pharisees. They were the ones who studied the Scriptures daily. They knew their Bibles. But here Jesus is saying, haven't you read? Where David, what David did whenever he was hungry and those were with him, this would have been while David was on the run from King Saul. And uh, he, was, he was on the run, he was, he was being chased. 
King Saul wanted to kill him. And he took refuge there at the temple. And the priests allowed him to come and take this consecrated bread that was intended for sacrifice. And, and the, 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 the law said that this, this bread was only supposed to be for the priests to eat. Jesus points this out and said, haven't you read your Bible? Haven't you seen this? And he tells them, he points out another example. Have you not read how in the law, okay, the first one was, was in, the, in probably Samuel uh, or, or Kings. This was, haven't you read in the law? That would be in the first five books of the Bible. It actually comes from probably Numbers, I think chapter 24. Um, where the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are guiltless. What is that all about? Well, the sacrifice was to be given on the, on the Sabbath. So the, the priests, they're the ones who had to work. They're the ones who, who had to get the animal ready and slaughter this animal for sacrifice, but they weren't breaking the Sabbath. And this is what Jesus is, is pointing to. Jesus says, I tell you, something greater than the temple is here. He's talking about Himself. I'm here. I'm greater than the temple. And I'm here. Verse 7 If you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. Jesus is saying, you've missed the boat. You don't understand. It's not about keeping a bunch of regulations. Following Him, loving God, loving the God even of the Old Testament was not about all of the religious observances. It was about compassion. It was about mercy. It wasn't about sacrifices. Even in Isaiah, he he says, I hate all of your sacrifices because they do it hypocritically. They they were going through all the motions. They were sacrificing things and yet they were oppressing the poor. Jesus here, He points out they have totally missed the point. They don't get it. His desire is for mercy, for compassion, for love of neighbor. The point of the Sabbath is not so that it could be another burden that we bear. Some kind of club that we can use to beat people down. No, the point of the Sabbath is a gift it's you get to take a rest. You get a day off. And it points us forward. I mean, it pointed the Old Testament people forward to a day when the Messiah would come and they would have their rest. Oftentimes, I think even in our own world, in the past especially, we have been very, very strict, almost to the point of the Pharisees, about what can be done on the Sabbath. I like our Baptist faith and message. Um, 
statement on the, on the Lord's Day. It says, Activities on the Lord's Day should be commensurate with the Christian conscience under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. An older version of this said that we uh, would only be able to do, only works of mercy were acceptable. And here, it recognizes that we're not to use that as some kind of a club to kind of beat people down for not obeying the Sabbath. No. Each one of us is accountable to God for how we treat the Sabbath. Each one of us is accountable to that, but no one should demand our conscience except for between us and God. Um, I'll move on from there. Jesus then says in verse 8, For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. The Son of Man was Jesus' title for Himself. So He's saying, I, <laughs> I am Lord of the Sabbath, is what Jesus is saying. He's in control of the Sabbath. He's what it's there for. In uh, Mark, there's a parallel passage that talks about the same thing. And in Mark... Jesus says, uh, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. It's not found here in the Matthew passage, but it's talking about the same incident. We find it in Mark. The point is, the Sabbath was not supposed to be something that, that, that is all about a rule that we have to somehow serve. No, the Sabbath was made for man. It is a gift. It is so that we can rest, that we can find rest and peace in Him. The next thing, verse 9. When He went from the, on from there and He entered the synagogue, and a man was there with a withered hand, and they asked Him, is it lawful to to heal on the Sabbath so that they might accuse Him. So He left. This was the same day. He left this field where they were going. He got to the city that they were traveling to. He goes into the synagogue and there's this man there with a withered hand. Maybe he was all shriveled up, paralyzed, unable to use it. Jesus saw him. And these the same Pharisees that had seen him on the road, they want to track him. We shouldn't do that. We shouldn't find ourselves acting like the Pharisees, trying to trap people about how they treat the Sabbath. The tra- Pharisees say, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? So they might accuse him. He said to them, which one of you has a sheep if it falls into the pit on the Sabbath will not take a hold of it and lift it out? This is also something that is a, a given in the law. If your sheep falls in on the Sabbath, you can go ahead and take it out. It's, primit- it's, it's there in the law of Moses. Jesus points to this very thing. And He uses that to justify what He's about to do. He says, of how much more value is a man than a sheep? He points to the principle in the law. It's okay to break what you would normally do on the Sabbath in order to take care of a sheep. 
And if it's okay for a sheep, then how much more valuable is a man? So Jesus, after He gives His argument, He tells the man to stretch His hand out and He's healed. This man, who who knows how long his hand was all shriveled, unable to work for a living, probably reduced to begging or depending upon the charity of others, and now he's healed, he's made whole. And the Pharisees, all they wanted to do was to kill Jesus for it. They wanted to destroy Him. Now this last part doesn't so much have as much to do with the Sabbath, but I really believe it, uh, it fits along with the point that we've been making. Jesus, aware of this, because He knew that they were wanting to destroy Him, to kill Him, He withdrew from there and many followed Him. And you know what He did on this Sabbath day? He just kept healing everybody. <laughs> He just kept healing everybody. Their criticism, their uh, slander about Him trying to, to uh, uh, heal people on the Sabbath, it wasn't going to stop Him from doing the right thing. He just kept healing people. He healed them all, it says. And He ordered them not to make Him known. Why did He do that? Well, for starters, because the Pharisees were wanting to kill Him and His time hadn't come yet. And Matthew points out this fulfills prophecy from Isaiah. We'll read this prophecy. Behold, my servant whom I have chosen. This comes from Isaiah chapter 42. It's one of the servant songs. My beloved in whom my soul is well pleased, I will put my spirit on him and, and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel aloud, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not quench until he brings justice to victory. In his name the Gentiles will hope. I want to I focus in on verse 20. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not quench. You're out fishing by a pond. You might see this reed standing up, a cattail. I think this is kind of the idea, this reed, this bruised reed. It's bruised. It's weak. But he's not going to utterly crush it. It already is broken. It's, it's, it's bruised. It's damaged. But he's not going to crush it. And this smoldering wick, it's like a candle that's got just a little bit of flame in it. It hasn't gone out completely yet. It's just got that smoke. And he's not going to put the last bit out. And I think this shows the weakness that we all have. We are weak. It's just it's in that song we all learned as kids. He is uh, I am weak, but he is strong, right? We are weak. 
We are broken. We are bruised. We are like that candle that is just about to go out and He won't put us out. He won't crush us. Instead, that ember that's barely there, that's about to go out, He will fan it into a flame. I think the point that we get to in all of this, let us not be like those who criticize Jesus. Let us not be legalistic Pharisees and and pointing out all the errors in other people, particularly about the Sabbath. Instead, we remember The Sabbath was made for man. Not man for the Sabbath. It was given to us as a gift. As a rest. We we may leave this place and we might see somebody mowing their lawn out there on the way. Our temptation might be to think, how's that guy in church? He should be out in church. I'm mowing his lawn on Sunday. No. I think that that reflects in us the same attitude that was there of the Pharisees. Instead, we should oh man, I feel sorry for that guy. I wish he, he, he had the same rest that we could have in Jesus. Not tisk, tisk, tisk. Oh, compassion. Mercy. That's the attitude we should have. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.